What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. You are listening to Lyles Movie Files. We have what I imagine will be a very fun and exciting show because uh, we're going to talk about some of the big movies from 2019. The fellas are going to break down their top 10 list. I'm going to have mine next week, but we will uh, tune in and see what they say right now. We're also going to touch very briefly on Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker because everybody has something to say about this movie. And I want to get the fellas' thoughts on it before they actually see it. And that's going to be it except for this big feature that we're going to talk about in a few minutes. But for now, let's say what's up to the fellas. What's up, little brother? What's going on? I'm good, man. On the last podcast of uh, 2019, it's been a fun ride. So, I'm ready to talk some movies, culture. We, we do it for the culture, y'all. <laughs> we can do a New Year's Eve edition. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> Steve, what's going on with you, man? Everything's good. Everything's good. Just, uh, just out here, man, existing, man. That's what I do. I get from one day to the next and wonder how I got there, man. Existing is a very good start. So, speaking of starts, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, the embargo lifted so critics, including myself, could post their reviews at 3 a.m. this morning. And it seemed like really weird and random time. I checked it several Several times just to make sure that, yeah, this is actually the time that I am allowed to post this review because this is weird. Luckily for me, I tend to stay up super ridiculously late. So at four o'clock, I posted my review. And the early results are interesting because right now on Rotten Tomatoes, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker has a not so surprising, maybe disappointing 58% freshness which means it's rotten right now. Now that takes into account 44 reviews. So there's still a slew of critics who will see it over the next few days and will post their reviews um, that could take it higher, of course, and make it fresh. 60 is the threshold. And, of course, it could go lower. So lots of people had thoughts. I am I won't spoil it now and tell you which side of that freshness I am on. But... I just thought it was really interesting that this movie left people in such a weird position because a lot of critics really love The Last Jedi. I think that's still at 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. And this one really turned people the entire opposite direction. So, yeah. What do you guys think is, I mean, there's a huge shift in Last Jedi in Rise of Skywalker reviews. Why do you think that is, having not seen the movie yet? Without seeing the movie, I think it's kind of, and I, and I know I'm guilty of this too. The first time I saw Rise of, I mean, uh, The Last Jedi, I was like, well, that's not that bad. Because I just like, I saw like, I, I remember like uh, one, of our, one of our friends like talking about Phantom Menace, like the first time he saw it, it was like, well, the lightsaber fights were cool. Um, you know, it was good to see the Jedi Luke back and st- stuff like that. But and then and once you just took... Luke was not in Phantom Menace. I, I mean, it was like, you know, it was good seeing the Jedi, you know, kind of, you know, the music was cool. Okay. But then as soon as you took 
just a little bit of time, like a little bit of introspection on the movie, you're like, this thing sucked. I mean, it, it wasn't like, as I said, it's not peeing on everybody's childhood. It's just like, wait, you guys, everything you did in the first movie, which we knew was very repetitive of the original Star Wars, then you did some completely are you different. You want Force Awakens now, or are you still a fan? Yeah, of I'm, 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 I'm saying I met New Hope. Okay. Okay. So I, I, I'll try and be more can, uh, clear when when speaking of the different Star Wars. But feel free to call the first one Star Wars. I still do. That's why. That's why I, I know you do. That's why I said Star Wars. I I, I would say Episode One. But okay. But after you, you like I said, after you took a couple of seconds on Last Jedi, you're like the story doesn't make any sense, and everything that could have been built up from. Um, the Force Awakens is just completely gone, and everything you kind of knew from previous, from six other Star Wars movies, has just been peed on. And you're like, wait a minute, nah, you can't just do that. And, I, and I'm thinking a lot of critics, if you actually ask them to go back and re-review the last it, I'm sure that score would not be 91. I think it would probably be in the 40s. So I think after a little bit of time, they're like, no, I'm going to hold you guys to account to make a good movie, a good Star Wars movie. And if you don't, we will rightfully hold you to task. And I think that's what people are doing. So I did what you said. I looked through my last Jedi review and um, this is the only, that's the only Star Wars movie I have only seen one time. And I understood what Ryan Johnson was doing. He was, he was taking Star Wars into a different direction. And, and you know, honestly, you watch Force Awakens. Boy, J.J. Abrams really followed the script of Star Wars and just did his version of it. And he's done that with other films, so that's not a huge shock. It, it's, the, it's a safe play. He does it in a way that is familiar enough that if you've liked elements of other films, you should like what he does. And he doesn't try to rock the boat too much. It's like, hey, this is comfort food. I've got you because you are you already like it. And Ryan Johnson was like, yo, I'm pouring cold water on you and I'm giving you cold food. And the room is a little uncomfortable. Your bed is too small. You're going to have to figure it out. And that creates a little uneasiness to some people. I think in a lot of these reviews that I've read, people or critics are saying the trolling adolescent fanboys have caused Rise of Skywalker to be a bad movie. They're saying, oh, well, it's the fault of J.J. Abrams for listening and trying to appease these bratty fans of Star Wars who won't let go of their childhood. And because of this, this is the result of this movie. Uh, a film but isn't J.J. Abrams, like, Abrams that bratty kid? He's like, it was changed in a different direction. And he's like, no, I'm going to make my version of this movie. I think what the difference is, and I, I feel like the one thing that a lot of these critics that say that are missing it, that are missing is there's legit criticism that some of these fanboys who go, ah, you've ruined my childhood. They have a point. Now, they're not 
explain it in any way that's eloquent. And you definitely don't need to pay attention to the people who are just super racist because I don't like Rose because uh, Rose or Ray just because you know they're females. Yeah. And Rose even more because she's an Asian female. So, ah, got to hate her even more. Stop trying to be woke and bring diversity to Star Wars. Um, you don't need to pay any attention to them. But I think there's legit criticism in, hey, Luke probably wouldn't have done the things that he did in Last Jedi, starting with tossing his lightsaber. And... Or going to the dark side to try and kill his apprentice? Yeah, it's just... I think what happens is... The criticism of Last Jedi gets lumped into this stewing, festering pit of trolling, angry mob fans who just think it's the worst movie ever. I don't think Last Jedi is the worst movie ever. I just feel like Ryan Johnson really tried to disrupt the Star Wars narrative too much to the fact that he kind of lost the heart of Star Wars in the process. And I think that's what's that's what my issue was with the film outside of just basic logic. Talk to everybody, Hodo. Tell them what the plan is. It's okay. Or write a line that says, we have a mole here and we're not sure who the traitor is, so I have to keep it close to the vest. No problem. Either way, it works. Do you see how quickly that would have solved the stupidity? But of course, that would have, you know, stopped a mutiny for no reason. Yeah, I mean, that whole oh. mutiny. I think of every aspect outside of Luke, the mutiny subplot is the worst just because it could have been avoided i think maybe it is the worst because that's the one that could have been avoided everything else is like okay these are consequences from questionable decisions but that one is just stupid I mean, she, it's like, oh, she tell me what you think about this man the critics don't seem to be in love with this one they love last jedi what's the disconnect uh i don't uh, I'm, the disconnect for me is i don't even know how you love last jedi uh I'm not sure what they have. I've got to sit back and see what they've loved about The Last Jedi. It didn't make sense. Any of it. Uh, I think this one should probably be titled uh, You'll Get a Rise Out of Skywalker. And it'll probably just piss you off. <laughs> um, so here's the thing about you know, and then you know the, the thing about the critics too. Some of those people are just so hoity-toity, and they just—I mean, I don't know. I, you, I mean, well, you know, sometimes I'm like, you know, is the studio paying these people, or do we see the same movie, or did they see a director's cut or, or uh, uncut? You know, I cause it was the, the movie was garbage. Uh, yeah, the, the the first one was garbage. The second one was garbage, and now here we are into this third one. Which last week, if uh, if our listeners were listening, I said it was going to probably be garbage too. Um, you know, there's there's a line in, in Superman uh, two. He's like, I've never seen garbage eating garbage before. Well, now you have. <laughs> so. Uh, this is this is what it's become, man. They, I don't want to say they ruined the franchise, but I think they, uh, there was always a story. That, that, that's what made the the uh, the movie so good, even from you know the old ones, Star Wars, Empire, uh, Return. It, it was a story behind them, and the story was consistent. 
and it's method and madness. Uh, there's this one here. It's just it's no real story. They just kind of like yeah, uh, we're gonna keep building you up and then letting you down. You know, uh, you know here here we're gonna present this and we're gonna make you think this, and this has that. It appears to be something. We're gonna tell you nope. <laughs> we're just kidding. It was nothing. It was nothing. So, um. For me, uh, it's just been kind of it's just been kind of uh, irritating to want to see a good Star Wars movie, especially you know this this Luke uh, Leia Han Solo thing going on. Uh, you want that that story, which was good, to continue and. You you you've got nothing. You've got you know what I mean. It's been straight just just bum sauce the whole time. So <laughs> you know, and I think that's what uh, is uh, is angering most people. You know, they 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 want a good movie. They want to see a good show, and they're getting this 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 movie that just doesn't make sense in any way. You know? Um, you know, we complain about this all the time when we watch Supergirl. I'm like, hold on. That doesn't even make sense that a power could do that. How does the grass bring her back to life? You know? We, we, we could argue for hours about that. But, and that's how they're doing. They're just making up stuff now. Uh, you know what? <laughs> don't really have no story. Just make some, throw something on paper. They'll, they'll go see it. And, yeah, we have. We did go see it. And now we realize that we've been sitting there for almost, what, six hours of garbage now? And now you got one more plate you want us to eat. And so, you know, here we are. Another, another garbage, another garbage uh, plate to be, to be devoured by the masses over here. So I'm not excited about it. Um, I think it's going to be garbage. The critics... Most of them are, are probably paid by some company to hey, man, say, say you love it. Say it's going to be good. And then, you know, you go out to see the movie, and you're like, uh, what the hell were they even talking about? So I'm not excited. I, I think it's going to be more of the same. I, it might be some great action scenes because, you know, anytime, anytime the lightsaber action scenes are on, I'm always, I'm always up for that. But where's the story? You know, you know what kind of reminds you of story-wise? Porn. The action scenes, hey, but that damn story just never makes sense. So that that's 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 where I'm at on it, man. We'll see what goes on. We'll see how this happens, but uh, I'm not too I'm not too keen about it. So if if it if it turns out to be wonderful, uh, you know, I'll be surprised. But more than likely. I think it'll be you just playing chocolate daddy, you know, in the worst way. And don't get no, you know, don't order the refreshments because that's going to take your your view and pleasure like forty or fifty dollars to see this movie. Just go in there, sneak you in some uh, some Twizzlers or something in your pocket. You know what I mean? Keep it simple. Yeah. All right. Well, Gunner, 
Rotten Tomatoes right now has Rise of Skywalker's 57% fresh, which means it's Oh, rotten. I saw. Yeah. Oh, I so, read. I was on a wonderful Facebook argument about why this is crap. And all right, it wasn't go for really it. an argument because, you know, they were like, yeah, all right, you're right, you're right, because it sucked. Um, <laughs> so I'm reading the reviews, including uh, especially the one on loudmoviefiles.com. And I was like, yeah, this doesn't surprise me. I mean, you know me. And you've been next to me. I'm like, I'm not coming into this movie with a negative attitude, and I'm still not. I'm, I'm, I am taking away my nostalgia because they screwed that up from last last movie. But there is a nostalgia effect. I'm not going to deny that. Mm-hmm. And I take it another way, and I'm still left with three characters that I don't know anything about. And as I stated in a Facebook argument, <laughs> um, I was like, y- you know, unless there's a plot point where you're not supposed to know the character one character's you know background that's cool all right plot point and this is a trilogy cool we'll find out later it, it, <laughs> <laughs> there's three people here that we ain't even developed at all and then a, excuse me four people here that we barely developed well no we developed poe a little bit because he's a hothead somehow in the next in the, in the second movie but he wasn't one in the first movie so whatever and it was badly written and then but the the I, I don't remember her name because she wasn't rememberable. The Rose that he's Rose that suddenly you know her twin died. Okay, cool. What planet were they from? Right. So what planet are? It, thank you. So you know I it, I, I have no hope for this. There is no hope. We had a new hope. This is no hope. <laughs> we should call this Star Wars. No hope. You had a new hope in the beginning. You got no hope now. Ain't no Close hope. Loop. Good. <laughs> so I'm like I, I'm good. I'm so good on this thing, man. I'm, I'm gonna watch this joint. Like Lonnie, uh, Chief, yo, seriously, I, <laughs> if we go see this one together, we watching this joint on 2D. I'm bringing snacks from home. Like I'm bringing Bernie's snacks, my son's snacks from home. Like I'm a, I'm a digging his snack bag. I'm not even paying for that. And then we're gonna watch it on 2D, no Dolby sound. I just, I don't care. Just gonna watch it just to watch it, take it in. If I like it, then I'll watch it better, you know, and better, better versions of it. But mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm I, again, Star, Star Wars, no hope. Well, fellas, didn't sound like too optimistic about this film. Um, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not gonna, gonna sell you <laughs> some bill of goods. Have <laughs> you thinking <laughs> it's gonna be okay? It's not going to be okay. It's so I should is, just go watch Rogue One if I want a strong female character with plot development. I mean... And a lot of diversity, not just diversity for diversity's sake, so we have, you know, 80s buffoonery um, for the black character, but, you know... I feel like Finn is, Finn is not treated like a buffoon in this installment. He's treated oh, like an undeveloped character. So he's a magical Negro instead. Okay. No, no. Everybody's under uh, every every character in this has been undeveloped, underdeveloped, and underdeveloped in some cases. Um, I was reading because I just I get really sucked into the rabbit hole where, um, you know, people are just voicing their opinions and thoughts in different forms, and. I'm not spoiling this because they've been so like, hey, check it out. It's a really essential part of our film that uh, we're going to find out why Palpatine or how Palpatine came back in a book. 
What? Yeah. I'm okay with I'm that. Sorry. So the people who like couldn't give you a everybody. book to follow now want you to read a book on how this crap is actually plausible? Yeah, after they threw out all canon <laughs> books. Now they're gonna we have don't have any source material to go from. But now they're going to build a book off of this crap? I think it's going to be in the novelization. They've done this for every movie. I know. Um, that's they spread out a little bit more details. But yeah, I'm... This is fan fiction. This crap is fan fiction. <laughs> I feel like fan that's the, the other way fan fiction was better. Oh my god. just need to treat it like somebody was able to spend a billion dollars to make their version of Star Wars. And they were able to hire the original actors who were just like, uh, okay. But this is like getting like a eighties band to cover their greatest hit of your kids <laughs> <are mixed>. <laughs> <laughs> Hey kids, who's ready for journey? Yay Who's Journey, Dad? This is lame. The greatest man ever. Where's Grape at Two Squirrels? It's a little nasty or whatever. Yeah, so that that's it's just a really interesting setup. Um, like I, I wrote in my review because I thought this part was pretty important that Ray now feels like Thanos with the fully powered up Infinity Gauntlet. She has no real challenge. And the problem when you make a character super powerful, regardless if it's Star Wars, if it's uh, Marvel, if it's the Matrix, anything like that. If you have a super powerful character who just dominates everybody else, there's not a lot of drama in it. I mean, at least in the Matrix, they killed Neo. Spoiler. Um, But this one is just (laughs) weird because it's like... um, is there going to be any challenge for her? No, she's but just going to... That's one. always the critique on Superman movies. It's like, he supposedly has no challenge because he has no limits. But it's like, every Superman movie, he has a challenge. He's got to save somebody. Like, and Superman's limits should. are his humanity. I mean, he was raised under this uh, system of... system, But he was raised by two kind farmers who instilled in him... Yeah, good values, care about your your neighbor, and he tries to apply that even while having these massive powers. And that's his weakness beyond kryptonite and magic and other things. But it's like that humanity. (laughs) And it's like, hey, I I can't punch Lex Luthor. I can't do this. I'm worried that Lois would get killed. I don't know if you want to go further into like modern stuff. I don't know how to make sure that my son is going to be protected even though he's got these superpowers. There's so many areas of Superman to cover, to explore, that if you go with the, oh, I, I don't he's too hard. He's not relatable because he's got all these powers. Well, I'll just age his son out to make sure that doesn't, is a uh, problem for me. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't put this in my review because I didn't feel like but so many people would get it, but I felt like J.J. Abrams pulled a Brian Michael Bendis with his take on Star Wars. Uh, I want to do this instead. I don't care about what this... I don't care about anything that happened before. I'm going to do what I want to do because I think it makes more sense for my story. That's okay. Because, you know, the Marvel movies took liberties. The problem problem with them is Marvel made decisions that made sense and worked. Like, I hate the comic book version of Civil War. I hate it. I think it's 
awful. One of the worst things Marvel's ever put out. Oh my god! But what I do. I, 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 this is my my opinion. I think it was just terrible. But I thought that the Damn. movie version made so much sense in terms of setting hero against hero, right. and teams of heroes against teams of heroes, causing that split and fracture within the Avengers, even bringing in new characters. So to me, it was like, wow, you guys made that a good story. Um, mm-hmm. The kick-ass movie, the first one, because the second one's garbage, is so much better than the comic book version. So it's like there, there's opportunities to make it better than the source material. I feel like if you have an idea, which is super important in this, you can make something better than what people expect. I think Ryan Johnson, for all his faults, really tried to do something different. He wanted to say something that I just feel like he missed the point of Star Wars and trying to deconstruct it so much. But J.J. Abrams is like, all this stuff that you loved, I'm going to give it to you, but I am going to do it my way. Mm-hmm. And I mean... I feel like if if there's a certain generation of people who I'm in, in this generation who grew up Star Wars was one of the first movies they saw in theaters um they watched Empire Strikes Back they waited impatiently for Return of the Jedi there's no internet no nothing to be like hey it's coming here's some shots of Return of the Jedi it was like you <laughs> right. saw the first commercial it was like oh my gosh I need to go see this movie. And then it's like, that's in the story. Great. What a cool ending. I'm going to watch this until my VCR tape burst. And then, hey, we're going to make three more movies. Oh, my gosh. This is so cool. Okay. Pod racing. Yeah, okay. Santa gets everywhere. Oh, my gosh. Vader is killing younglings. This is so cool. What a great ending that loops back into what started everything in the first place. It closes the loop of questions we didn't know we had or didn't even think that we had or cared to ask and put a nice bow, gift wrapped it professionally. And it's like, that's your Star Wars story. So for somebody else to come around and go, I am shredding this beautiful bow. I'm putting it through my shredder and yeah, screw your ending. I'm going to do my own and I'm going to say everything that happened before didn't count. didn't matter because what happens now, that really matters. To people like me, it's like, um, you're just wrong. And if you, there was a way you could have done this to make it make sense, to make it work, to make people who grew up watching Star Wars, and it's been a big cultural part of our lives all these years, that could make us happy. Mandalorian is a good example of that. They're, they do a lot of fan service. They do lots of nods, but they're telling their own fresh story. I always say that oh, Ray, Finn, why? and Poe could have done their own thing set within a Star Wars universe, and I think more Star Wars fans would have been happy. But to drag up Han, Luke, and Leia and say they dropped the ball, they weren't paying attention to this big army filling up ranks of people to be stormtroopers. They missed the Walmart clearance sale on stormtrooper armor, and, hey, it's all gone. Where did this armor go to? Hey, are they building Star Destroyers over there? And why are they trying to make a new... Why are they asking about the range of a planet? So for them to totally ignore that just seems stupid. For Luke to go out to be a hermit because I failed really bad one time doesn't check out with the character that we 
watch over he, this. He, I mean, if that was the case, he would have. He would after he got his arm cut off. He'd be like, you know what? I'm I'm good on this. Thanks. Yeah, man. I, I like, can't do this. I'm not going to redeem my nephew the same way that I did my father because it's impossible. It's too hard. And it's just like, come on. And now for this one, I'm not going to say anything yet, but it's just more of the same. It's it's worse of the same. I'll say that. It's um, it's just more everything that you that has been established in Star Wars canon does not count. Doesn't matter. And we're going to play by our own rules and you can like it or not. To me, I'm like, this new sequel trilogy doesn't exist. It doesn't count. I'm selling off my copy of Force Awakens. You're going to have a giveaway on LaosMovieFile.com? I don't want to pay for shipping. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. I, mean, I guess my thing is, like, I think you put on a good point. Is like, all this had to be is set hundreds, of, like, a hundred years after Return of the Jedi. Done. You can do whatever you want. There's no Han, Luke, and Leia. No, I mean, Chewie, Chewie's been around forever, so you could have had Chewie if you wanted one callback. But, Jace, there's a way they could have done it. I could have just been like, hey, Han, Luke, and Leia, we're all too old. We can't do what we used to do. We need to... Passing the torch would have been effective. Yes. And that's all they needed to do. It's like, Ben Solo, my prize student, is gone. Ray, you're, 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 no, you, 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 I saw just as much potential in you. Can you redeem my nephew? Because, or is, see, some of this I'm going to get answered tomorrow, so I'm not going to ask any questions. You can ask away. I won't spoil it for you. I, well, is, are they going to explain uh, Mary Poppins' Leia? No. Okay. <laughs> hey, this could be fun. Any other questions you guys have? <laughs> I, I won't spoil anything. I'll just say yes or no. Uh, do we questions have you want to see answered in this movie? Do we have cameos? What planet are any of these people from? Uh, yes. Those do right. the answer. Okay. We get do we have cameos from people we no, don't? Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Gunner, are you talking about the new characters or the established ones? The supposed established ones, depending on your definition of established. Let, let, let me change my version of the universe. To no. <laughs> so we don't know what planet Poe's from? No. Or Ray. We know no, Ray is from Jakku. Okay. Oh, Do yeah. we kind of. have to buy a book to figure out any of these details? Yes. Probably. Okay. Magic 8 Ball says yes. I mean, oh, they could have at least done uh, in between Clone Wars like they did with the second trilogy. They could have done, you know, okay, say what you want. You know, Gunner, the thing with Clone Wars was, is Clone Wars fills in a gap where it's like, oh, there's all this yes. fertile ground to explore. But we just didn't, I mean, there was no real need to, to focus on it in the films. Cool. But you can spend all this time fleshing out the Clone Wars that we just heard about in, in a glimpse in Star Wars. We saw like the tail end of it in Revenge of the Sith. And they could spend so much time, so many seasons going into that. They could do the same thing with Rebels. There's a wide open space that you can explore and do whatever the heck you want to do. And these films are like, we've got this wide open opportunity, but let's tell you all again how bad Luke, Han, and Leia did in terms of keeping the galaxy safe. I mean, I just... Just the way it ended, not just 
you know, I'm putting Luke aside. I'm putting all that aside. Basically, that whole slow speed chase in space was a terrible idea. <laughs> How come no one's actually well, just said that? That was the dumbest idea ever. Why don't you just blow them the hell up? The end. <laughs> because uh, well, because their okay because their shields were going to not they couldn't overwhelm their shields. I think they had a blocker ship that was yeah. taking all the so, guns. Nah, be like I, that I don't even compute Star Wars or Star Trek. What do you want to know, Chief? So you, when you're when you become when you have when you show that you have uh, some sort of promise in the force, before you build an attachment to your parents, they pull you away to train. Mm-hmm. That so, was the old Jedi. Now, this girl has learned <laughs> no force skills. She didn't train that. You know, she didn't train, but or she read some books. She didn't do anything. Like, there was nothing. She just came and she kicked ass. At a dude who studied <laughs> under uh, the only Jedi the master greatest, the greatest universe. Jedi ever to do it. And she uh, she beat this dude. I mean, Kylo Ren got a sound whooping. Okay, um, all right. They, they do answer that question. Okay. So One of the few plot points so they sharp. do address. Yes. Okay. You had to address that. That's just <laughs> weird. Now, um, in explaining that, they, they they opened up 2,700 more questions for me. Wonderful. But they do an- they do answer that one question. Yes. Okay. Why does Le- Why does Leia survive in space? Oh no! No, gosh, no. Mary Poppins Leia is not explained. Okay. I mean, the okay. Force. What about? That's it. She's what? not a Jedi. No Jedi could do that. I mean, if that yeah, was the case, the would have uh, with the Clone Wars. In her, Metachlorians were in her, and she did the damn thing. That's 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 how they why explained was Luke, it. Why was Luke bent on suicide? No. Okay. Uh, Does a spoonful of sugar make the medicine go down? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I guess he does. But nothing will make this sugar. You need lots of booze. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, my man, my man was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and kill myself now." Okay. Do they? He's like, you know, we're just gonna close this shit and write a book. Okay, Jeff. Do they (laughs) explain anything more about Snoke? Yes. Okay. Oh. Wow. That's surprising. Okay. Hey, that was J.J. Abrams' creation. Then he just got shitted on by, you know, Ryan Johnson. So he might as well say, hey, this is why he was important. Thanks for killing him off. Whoa, 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 whoa. You just asked, did they explain to him more? That's what you said, right? Yes. That's question? Okay. Yes, to that. Oh, I, I, I see. This is where you see Asterix. Oh, he's not important. <laughs> Great. They explained the trash. They explained it, but, you know. <laughs> I didn't say it was a good explanation. <laughs> like, he was, I feel I like got, I got, he was a he was a bad version. They they Kaminoans tried to clone Emperor Palpatine, but it failed. And this is how they got Snoke. Buy it? Oh, no, sorry. Uh, that would actually make sense. I'm until you see the movie on that. This feels like Hobbs and Shaw, where you just I got to go in thinking it's like, you know, 
a movie within a movie, Black Lightning, and what was it called? <laughs> White Thunder. Joint from Major League. <laughs> oh, God. I went into that movie thinking like that. I'm going to have to go in this movie thinking like, okay, this is Hobbs and Shaw. They're just going to do some random cheat code stuff. The Kevin Hart cheat code or whatever the hell. Yeah, there's a lot here. of cheat. There, there is an abundance of cheat codes. Oh, my goodness. There was this one okay. guy on a forum that I just loved. It's, who said, as someone who liked The Last Jedi, I'm really worried for this movie. From how critics are talking about it, it sounds like this is what Endgame would have been if it sucked. Yeah. Well. And I really <laughs> felt like that summed up my thoughts on that movie so well. It's like all this buildup and whoa. I mean, I couldn't imagine where Endgame would have been bad, but this is how it would have been bad. But just, I hate to say, but my is there really build up in this movie? Other than trying yeah, to man. market it and say, hey, this is the last Skywalker. It's the it last was... edition of the saga. I heard them say it in the, the final chapter of the Skywalker saga would be told. If I can't trust what I hear in a commercial for a movie, what can I trust? True. So all I need to do is buy Rogue One and Solo and all my collections complete. I mean, you know, Mandalorian, Season 1. Uh, Obi Wan season one. Uh, there's plenty of good Star Wars content. Well, I mean, I those aren't out yet. I'm, you know, I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah, man. Yeah. If you got Rebels, man, Rebels is a great show. Yeah, Rebels I mean, you know, awesome. you got Disney Plus. Oh, wow. You can just pop in those shows. Yeah, you we'll just we'll stick it. with that. And they're supposed to come out with a Knights of Old Republic rumor. So, I'm down. Uh, let's say this: for that I'm show. not. Hey, I love the video game Knights of the Old Republic. I do not trust these people to even follow that source material. Like, I thought it was because, supposed to be a show. Again, remember... Oh, I it was a TV show. Yes. Is it a TV show? But, I thought it was yes. a TV show. It's supposed to be a TV show. But these yeah, guys have already shown they drop the ball when they have easy blueprints to follow. They had TV shows just fine. TV shows uh, are fine. That, hey, I think... I'm, I'm, I'm assuming Lupus had a little more, hey, that's okay. Versus, eh, we'll free will it. Don't worry about it. Like, we got it, George. Just uh, thanks. Thanks for your comment. Grandpa, you just sit on the side and collect your money. Okay, bye-bye. Don't let him do that. You need him. <laughs> yo, that's like Stan Lee, like, yo, I'm just going to sit all this stuff out, and then we get the X-Men. Mm. So, yeah, that that was <laughs> that was our, our fun Q&A on Star Wars, and I, I'm looking forward to hearing everybody's thoughts when we do our podcast uh, soon, after everybody's seen it. But there's another critic's review that I read that I thought was really interesting, this comment that he added in it, and it's going to be another topic that I wanted to break down a little bit more. Um, Ridley continues to demonstrate only about three facial expressions. He's talking about Daisy Ridley, please. Ray. Mm-hmm. Blue Steel 1, 2, and 3. But that's all oh, she no. needs in her grinded out role as a strong, fierce, brilliant, kicktail space lady. Someone needs to remind male screenwriters that A, it's flaws that make people interesting, and B, women have them too. And it totally sums up a huge problem I have when I watch too much pop culture entertainment these days. The It's like nobody wants to make the... And I'm not saying, you know, there's there aren't exceptions, but by and large, the female characters are written in a way where it's like, yo, we can do anything. We're amazing at everything. And I think it's this fear of betraying depth or layers to them. So they just come off as perfect. Everybody's propping them up, telling them how great they are. They don't really have any 
issues or strife. They just get things done. There are no vulnerabilities in their powers and abilities. They're always the best at what they do. And they're basically robots because no one can beat them. And they're smarter, faster, more athletic, etc. than everybody else around them. I think of Alex a lot when I think of that kind of description because she went from being a really highly skilled agent of the DEO to being a one woman wrecking crew that is only second in power and ability to Supergirl. And she's a human, but Alex has no vulnerability and she is just, she just gets the job done in every scenario. So Chief, tell me what the deal is with why women characters these days are written the way they are. Or if you think there is a problem with the way they're presented, maybe it's just me. Uh, well, I mean, you, you, you are correct. It's funny because Alex got more powerful and Martian Manhunter got more human-like. Like, Martian Manhunter, every episode, he gets his ass kicked. Um, but... I, you know, I don't know, man. I don't know what it is. Um, maybe it's just their time I, um, where they come along and um, their characters get more powerful. I don't know. I mean, we we watched Supergirl beat Superman last year, if you remember. Um, mm-hmm. So it uh, it could be just you know and and. In the Marvel universe, the more the most powerful person, the most powerful hero so far is Captain Marvel. Um, like if you would say her and Thor would fight, I would put my money on her. I mean, she she flew through a starship. <laughs> you, you you know what I mean? She flew through a starship at, at light speed. Um, and then and then Thanos went to hit her, and did he? I think he went to hit her, and it didn't like it didn't even move her. Yeah, you had better. Yeah, it didn't even move her. So, she was like, "No, sir." I mean, yeah. So this is this is the person who beat the Hulk with without even using a stone. And the Hulk and Thor fought damn near to a standstill. No, no, he used the he Still used the stone. He used the power stone right before he fought. Nah, for, I mean, nah, not, at, not the Hulk. I, I think not not against the Hulk. No, he remember was, he's, he went straight like, up against the Hulk. Remember, he said, "Hey, I have returned." He activates the power stone. Nah, I don't remember nah, that was strength, strength, going, dog. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I remember him going straight up against the Hulk. I don't remember no power stone. Power stone was dormant. And, that joint uh, didn't light up. He was just like, "Look, I'm yeah, beat he, dude down." <laughs> yeah, and then so I mean, you talking, you know? So I mean, they're just they're super elevated right now. Um. I don't, and, and and to be honest with you, I don't, I don't necessarily mind it until it's in a situation that don't make sense. You know what I mean? I realize that they're going to have Alex do some things that, you know, but, you know, until she slaps Supergirl, Supergirl falls or something. I'm not going to. You right. know what I mean? I'm not going to be like, oh, we're <laughs> so, no, If it was Martian yeah. Manor, they should be able to knock him out. Right. right. Well, Martian Manor, you know, I mean, Brandy, I can beat Martian Manhunter. 
So not go that far, you know. But about this bitch, yeah, I get tired of him every time. I'm just saying, Uh, (laughs) you know, Brainiac is that character sucks, and yeah. So (laughs) on Supergirl, the women are the most powerful characters. I mean, you got Lena, uh, you had Cat, you had. You've got the Supergirl, you've had the White Martian Girl, you've had uh, the Rain, the Rain. Mm -hmm. Uh, All of them are women. So the women on Supergirl are the most powerful characters, Um, where the men are a little, um, you know, not as smart and are weaker. But like I said... uh, you know, it doesn't become a problem until, you know, until it becomes a problem. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be like, oh, I hate it, not, you know, whatever. But, you know, you know, I'm not one for outrageous feats when I watch these shows. So um, as long as they keep the, the, the you know, the, the feats somewhat, somewhat respectable, um, you know, I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, somebody hit Manchester Black with a 20-ton, uh, <laughs> what was that, uh, <laughs> the, the, uh, the crane, the 20-ton crane, mm-hmm. uh, piece. And, you know, the next thing you know, he was sitting in a police car. So what are you going to do? <laughs> um, but like I said, you know, um, it's just, it's just their time, man. I think women are out here and, you know, I mean, the men have we've had a good run as as the most powerful characters. It might be just their time. I mean, it's like I said, as long as none of this stuff comes off lame, I can watch it, man. I can watch it. You All know, right. I'm, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna fuss about the the like the silly stuff they do, but you know, all in all, that's that's that world that we're looking at, Earth sixty two or whatever. You, you know, it is what it is. All right, Gunner, is our, is our podcast resident feminist? What's your take on this? Yeah, I'm good with it. I mean, I, exactly what Lonnie did. I'm like, unless it doesn't make sense and they're forcing it and, and or it's, it's, it's patronizing, I'm down. I'm like, who cares? Like, especially Supergirl. That's the whole point of the damn show. You already knew that when it was on CBS, they were going that route. So I'm good with that. But, and, excuse me, and <laughs> we're sticking with the Star Wars universe. Lord of mercy. It suffers from, and I say it with diversity, I'll say on, on the women front, if I am the resident feminist, uh, wow, that's a heavy designation, but whatever. Uh, it's just, but she, I feel like... I couldn't give it to Chief. It's forced. Nah, either way. <laughs> I feel like it is forced, though. Pun completely intended. It's forced. And I'm not down. Like, Terminator 2, that shit wasn't forced. She was a badass. The end. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, Rogue One. Badass, slightly flawed, still a badass. The end. Mm-hmm. He died. What the hell? Like hmm? So you're you're bringing up what I think is an interesting point because we're all basically around the same age where we've seen a lot of this stuff back in the day. Growing up, I never had this. Oh man, women are weak. They suck. They're not as good as dudes. Some of that was because other way. I watch shows. <laughs> Like G.I. Joe, He-Man, right. 
And, you know, I mean, geez, the TV shows that I watched back in the day put everybody on the same level. Um, Geez, and and Robotech, Miriam was just as good as the rest of those cast. Wasn't she the best fighter pilot in the whole thing, Jace? Uh, Her and Max were kind of... Yeah, both of them. So, I mean, it was like... Yeah, okay. Why not? Why can't she why can't she be as good of a fighter pilot as him? Um and going forward, Leia Leia got let's say demeaned by having to dress up like a slave girl for Jabba. But she killed that dude. And she didn't need somebody to come rescue her. She was like, Word, you gonna put me in this outfit? No problem. I'm gonna choke you out and kill you. Done deal. Um and I feel like Ripley also, you know, great character. You know, hey, she just happens to be a woman. There wasn't a wow. You know, I feel like if Aliens was made in 2019, it would be like, oh, you don't think I can figure out this plan because I'm a woman? And that would have been a whole subplot. But it, but in Aliens, it was just a, yeah, I get this thing done. Vasquez was a G2, and it wasn't this thing of, oh, man, it's a woman doing things. I mean, Hudson says some jokes, but Hudson was portrayed as to be a dick, so that was fitting with his character. I just feel like ugh, along the way, we've kind of lost where filmmakers felt comfortable making women vulnerable in action movies more so than, you know, or action movies in TV, as opposed mm-hmm. to some other things. And I feel like it cheats the characters from being memorable because you mentioned Jen and Jen is a perfect example of, Hey, you can actually do this. Jen doesn't have to be a superhero within rogue one. She is a member of this group. that's ultimately responsible for getting the death star plans to the rebels. She like, died. She was the leader of that team. I mean, she no, but I mean, like, she rallied everybody right. to like, go to this planet to stop this. I wasn't to me. I was about to say that she was oh, part okay. of this crew, and then she, when they were like, "Nah, Jen, shut up, sit down," she's like, "Nah, dude, I'm gonna take this crew, and we're gonna get this thing done." And she is the driving force for making this happen. And but with Ray. Ray immediately knows how to fly the Millennium Falcon. She's been on a desert planet all her life. I mean, she's driving a car. I was telling Chief this um, earlier this week. She drives a Millennium Falcon or pilots the Millennium Falcon because she's able to drive a little dust bucket. It would be the same as me driving my car and then driving and then flying a plane because they both have wheels and just doing loop-de-loos and and being a fighter ace just because. She immediately knows how to use a lightsaber, and it's not just because, oh, she's got a staff, but, I mean, she's, like, fighting off and parrying. Like, yeah, I've got this thing. And she has no vulnerabilities. She just has it down. Like, immediately she starts using the Force to mind control dudes. And it's like, why would that thought even come to your mind? And it's just like, man, Ray is such a boring character to me because he never developed her. And it's just, she was always perfect, the best at everything. Oh, Ray, you're so special. You're so amazing. And it's like, uh, yeah, it's just whack. Force. It's force. Jace, what's your thoughts, bro? Uh, It's like, I, I always look at it like, instead of looking at it like the all world superheroes, female characters, it's like, as much as you might hate it, it's like, look at, like, Katniss. It's like, Katniss is a complete character. 
It's like for uh, there is no. It's like her vulnerability is. It's like hey, I'm trying to I'm trying to survive. You know, make sure my my sister's okay. Make sure my mom's okay. There's this guy kind of like, but I'm I'm not really sure. I'm not crushing needing to in you know settle down to be a half Susie homemaker. But I'm actually really good with this buff. And I can kick tail after that. People rally behind me. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, but then she has like nightmares in the next movie. Like, she's uncomfortable oh, being a hero. He's just like, I don't want this man of y'all are trying to throw on me. I'm not the superhero. I'm literally just trying to save my family. Okay. I, I think everybody can kind of, it's like, hey, if I was a hero, that, that that's kind of cool. I could, I could put myself in that shoes. I don't want that spotlight. spotlight. I just want to do my job. But when you come to like, and, and I think aliens is probably is aliens is an easy example to me because it's like you guys can't act like this wasn't the case. It's like mm-hmm. there there is no point you can say Ripley is not the starhardest movie. I mean, it's like maybe you can say that on the first one there was a good ensemble cast, but she's the one who survives. Mm-hmm. But then the next movie, unquestionably, she's the hero. Mm-hmm. She's the one. Hicks, sit down. I'll take care of this. Like I'm not gonna let her. I'm I'm not gonna let this little girl go. I got this, and it does not look forced. It's like, oh yeah, she kind of would, you know. She's not doing anything super heroic. She's just, how do I use a gun? Got it. Point three. Got it. Like it's not just she's throwing like you know in a room full of aliens and has no training, and then magically pulls out a sword and decapitates twenty of them, never getting a drop of acid on her. Like. <laughs> That's how they would do it now. Like, just wait. But don't they bleed acid? Nah, she just used like a, she just whirled around it. Like she just used like you know the dude from uh, Ocean's Eleven, Ocean's Twelve. She just was like you know dancing through it. She had her ah. hands on. She got it. Ah, the acid blood. Well, yeah, it's like ah, I I I have trained for this for my fifty years in the coma. I am no longer immune. I am immune to that. <laughs> it's like that's the stuff that it's just like. I understand. Dude can't even get away with that stuff, right? You know what I mean? We, like, we laugh at it. Like, when, uh, when you guys are talking about uh, Hobbs and Shaw, you're laughing at this. Like, this is yeah, not right. heroic. These like, dudes are cartoonish. Exactly. Why are you holding this chain with your bare arms? Right. Are you holding you a helicopter and a yeah. truck and a <laughs> helicopter together? You, okay. sir, are not Steve Rogers. Yeah, it's like... Even then, come on now. Hey, uh-huh. Cap. Hey, you saw how Steve... Cap is worthy. Cap... <laughs> Decided he he was trying to hold a plane and you know on, onto a building. It didn't really work out perfectly. Yeah, dude. I still looked at that like nah. Super serum, <laughs> super serum. Hey, I mean, he, he I mean his is like believable, but it's like I'm thinking if you're trying to teach a young daughter about like being heroic, I might have to say, hey man, I, I might have to take an L on this one. I'm gonna let you watch you know Hunger Games. But, you know, once you're like eight, nine, ten years old, I'm going to let you watch Aliens and watch let you watch a kick-tail woman hero. And not someone who has to be pandered to. It's like, you nah, dude, she's Ripley is a kick-tail hero who just so happens to be a woman. But that's, that's what I mean, like, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's like, you, you show, hey, I want you to show, you, it's, you having flaws doesn't make you not a hero. It's literally what makes you a hero. You overcome it. Like, you were saying, like, Ray's story is boring because there's nothing she has to overcome. It's like, hey, Ray, did you know? I'm sure she's probably mastered like for all of us who read books, she probably has mastered like force, you know, abilities that Luke didn't have or some shit. And it's like, come on, guys! Like Anakin didn't have these powers, and he'd studied under Yoda. Like, come on! Like, 
it's not happening. Like you, it's like he studied under Yoda and he studied under Palpatine. Yeah, uh-uh. there's nothing he should have. She should magically have like in you know without a teacher. She just reads in a book. Because I'm thinking if all it takes is reading a book, I'm thinking Dooku could be him the whole would be still running the Jedi. Done. <laughs> exactly. It is like she watches a YouTube video and it's like, bet I got it. You know, I saw Bruce Lee do that, drink. I got it. I mean, it's yeah, like, it's, it's like if you say she's in the Matrix and all she takes is all she has to get the little cord in the back of her head and she's a master, right? I'll, I'll agree to that. And they explain that sheet right away. It's like this is how we're so good at everything. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I'm with you. Yeah. In fairness, they yeah. do try to explain it with Ray. It's a throw the tomatoes at the screen kind of revelation, but you know they they do try. Okay. They do try. I'm 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 not gonna throw out any speculation. I'm gonna try. I I mean after after reading and, and make sure you sit next to me tomorrow, okay? I kind of and I'm, no, I might have to put your wife between us. No, so absolutely I'm not. Sit next all to me. the time. Like, are you nope. freaking kidding me? Nah, man, I'm ready for it. I'm gonna sit next to you. Oh gosh, it's gonna be awesome. I can't wait. No, see, honestly, as I always remember, like that was a time like me and Javon watched the Matrix Revelations in the theater. And like in the last five minutes, Javon almost walked out. He basically was out of fear. I was like, "Are you freaking kidding me?" I was like, "Why didn't you tell me to leave when you were about to when you when you were about to start shifting? You should have just said, all right, we're ready to go.'" Like, I I just I'm just hoping there's not moments where I'm just like, I am not allowed to bring tomatoes or softballs at the screen because I will throw them at probably twenty to thirty scenes in this movie. I don't want that to be the case, but I have oh, a bad no. fear it could be true. Is this going to be like, you know, like a bad Dragon Ball Z type of thing, like Matrix Reloaded, or excuse me, Matrix Revolutions? Um, so here's the deal, right? I'm not going to spoil uh, this. That means not. yes. Ruh-roh! <laughs> 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 flying through the air, punching and powered, coming, come great, wonderful. No, no, no. So, the weird thing about this this sequel trilogy, they've never had like to me a really cool lightsaber fight. They've right. they've gone through they've kind of checked the boxes of how lightsaber duel should go. Right. Like this is this is like if you're watching your YouTube tutorial, this is how you do a lightsaber fight. Cool. Let's do it. Um it's better fans do that, you know, make one. Yeah, on yeah, yeah. I mean there's I mean, no like there's no excitement no adrenaline rush from watching them it's just like oh look they're blocking look they're blocking again oh look stuff's getting destroyed these jokers can't even fight they're just messing up stuff they're causing severe property damage but okay they're swinging i mean these jokers look tired of fighting it's like man okay let me go back to another Mm -hmm. is there any emotional attachment to these guys (laughs) when they have lightsaber fights because i don't give a if you say anyone who says you know the lightsaber fight in Revenge of the Sith was bad. I'm just like, you're an idiot. Shut up. I'm done talking. Yeah, you gotta stop. But it's like, that was full of emotion. Like, Vader versus Luke was full of emotion. Right. Like, is there emotion in any of these lightsaber fights? Oh, man. You know, I think we should move on to the next segment. I will say there are two really really well done emotional moments in this film that if I had any emotional connection to this trilogy, I would think were really good. Huh. Like okay. they actually make sense. 
one is very obvious and it's like yeah yeah that yeah well I freaking can, about time yeah, I can and the other one is kind of like the actor makes me think hey what's going on in, in his head right now oh i bet i know what he's thinking that's messed up wow man i feel that way too because the way these movies just trash what happened before but yeah so that that was it on that so i can't wait till till we start talking about star wars in full spoiler glory uh hopefully next week but for now um winding down 2019 so i'm going to go through my full list next week and i'm probably just going to go like 15 or 20 because it's just it's too many films um my best and worst but I asked you guys to come up with your top 10 best films this week. So, Chief, you want to go first? Uh, My top, what is my top 10 what? Films of 2019. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I walked away from my paper, but let me see if I can still uh, do this here. So, I'm going to be quick, though. Um... Avengers Endgame, of course. Uh, the Spider-Man joint. Captain hmm. uh, Marvel. John Wick. It. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest with you here, guys. I like Godzilla. Okay. Uh, Alita. Mm-hmm. Shazam. Uh, Ready or not. Brawl with the Gators. Uh-huh. I like that. I like that movie. <laughs> I hear somebody chuckling in the background, man. Nah, man, you just talk about me with with movies that that it's like, whoa, I'm gonna get you on this one. That that one got me. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I think was I up to ten? I think I might have named. That was all. number ten. If you got yeah. another one, okay. No, 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 no. I'm cool. All right. Uh. Jace, Gunner, you want to go next? Uh, Jace. Okay. All right. Uh, my 10, I'm going to go with, uh, just to give us some uh, ones that Chief didn't go over. I'm going to go Happy Death Day 2. I like, it wasn't the exact same movie as the first one, but which the first would have been perfect to do again, but they decided to take it in an actual good direction because the original writers decided to stick around. And it actually worked out well. And if they make a third one, I'm going to be there for that one. Uh, the second one is one that I thought I'd have no interest in seeing at all until I actually read the review on LousMoviePhile.com. Damn. And and that was Teen Titans versus Teen Titans Go. <laughs> I don't know if you have ever liked the Teen Titans. I mean, if, especially if you like like Young Justice or anything like that. You probably said, there's no way in hell I'm going to watch Teen Titans. Like, it looks stupid, blah, blah, blah. And I kept that pretty good until I read the review. And it was like, okay, let me check this out. There was like three or four scenes in that movie where I was laughing for at least two or three minutes straight. I mean, it was great. I mean, if you just want to, like, if you just know a bare minimum of Teen Titans and pop that in, you're going to laugh your tail off. So... I can't hide. I can't not recommend that movie enough. Uh, next, I got us in there. I like that. Uh, I, I didn't read the cliff notes. I didn't get most of the symbolism, but you know, I enjoyed the movie. 
Uh, next one, I got It Chapter 2. got Shazam, Captain Marvel, Avengers Endgame. And I think, I think I'm going to actually put Hustlers in there. I'm not going to lie. I actually liked it. Um, I think I think if I don't know who's on the favorite runnings for all the you know supporting actresses and all that, but I'm hoping Jennifer Lopez. She really did a great job in that. So I mean, she actually that was actually a, a role I actually believed her in versus you know the girl that nobody would ever look at again. Like her is a mani- <laughs> manipulative stripper who will take your money. Yes, I buy that role. So that is my list. Good deal. All right, Gunner, what you got? Uh, let's see. Uh, Endgame, obviously. Uh, Captain Marvel. Spider-Man: Far From Home. So those are my predictables, of course. Um, John Wick. Alita. Us. Uh, the Black Godfather. When they see us, freaking awesome. Um, they call me Dolomite. That that I mean, <laughs> just the way Eddie Murphy played that role was just amazing. Um, and Batman versus Ninja Turtles. Honorable mention goes to Hobbs and Shaw just because again I entered into that movie thinking exactly what it was and it was better than what it was slightly. But it was exactly what it was. And it was a really good version of what it was. <laughs> I like that movie. Um, that's it, it was all ridiculous. But yeah, I could understand. I mean, it's it's one of those films where it's like, hey, this movie isn't afraid to be ridiculous. And it, it right. goes all on with it. Yeah. Like um, ridiculous so, within reason, but not really. Like, it uh, doesn't exactly yeah. <laughs> reason? What's reason? Let's push it up to 12. Um, speaking of that, have any of y'all seen Six Underground? Netflix original movie came out last week. I, you know what? I was going to watch that tonight. That's so funny. Yeah. That movie, Out Hobbs and Shaw's, Hobbs and Shaw. Yes! Okay, My, good. Michael I'll Bay directs it, it, and I feel like I missed the slow-mo circle, but everything else <laughs> is just, wow. It's, it's, it's amazing in its efficiency to, to bring about action and chaos and mayhem. It's it's good stuff. I want a sequel. We'll call it 12 Above Ground, 12 Underground, whatever. But yeah, I want to see it. So, thanks. All right, next week, you guys can break down my reviews or my uh, top 10 list or 20, depending on how I feel. So now it's that magical time of the week. You guys got any nominees for Dummy of the Week? Oh, I do. All right, Gunner, why don't you start? Whoever was in their right mind to give Candace, excuse me, whoever was in their right mind to give Paula Patton her the right to Josephine Baker's story and for her to act in it or whatever she's going to call acting in it, I, I, whoever made that call really didn't think that one through. Dummy of the week. Chase, what you got? Hold on, but 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 Gunner, I'm trying to remember. If I've liked the Paula Patton role outside of jumping the room. I do. Okay, what you got? When she was in Hitch, that now was see, the best role. She had three lines. <laughs> she had three lines. She had like six lines. 
<laughs> three words each. Perfect. Two words at some point. Excuse me. Two no, words no perfect. Yeah. Don't work. Hey, asshole. I don't work here. That was the best. That almost showed how crappy she was, but it's still the best thing she's done. <laughs> Jump in the broom. Thank God there was a supporting cast because Lord have mercy. If you watch yeah. that again, you realize how much they really didn't focus on her. Yeah, it's like a, a lot of smoke and mirrors around her. Which I find a really lot of smoke and mirrors. I watched yeah. it again and Allison, my wife, was like, why are you watching? <laughs> I was just like, I'm watching it again because I'm noticing that the whole story was not about her. I like the movie. I else. have it in my collection. I like the movie. And I couldn't figure out why because I really don't like Paula Patton. I realize it's because she was really the focus of the movie, and no, she should have been. Somebody, somebody saw that one. Somebody thought that one through. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? We don't need Keanu Reeves to say a whole lot. We just need him to say guns, lots of guns. <laughs> hey, you know when Keanu did guns, lots of guns? Let's let like, him do that again in another <laughs> trilogy. The end. You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna release these two movies in the same damn day. Oh, Perfect. I-, I feel like Paula Patton is not quite on the acting level of Keanu Reeves. He has a self-awareness that makes him a better actor. That's a good point. And I think even in his early days, he did what he needed to do for his roles. I feel like he's a guy who understands, maybe I shouldn't do this movie. That doesn't play to my strengths. I want to do this movie that works for me. So he may be a terrible actor, but he's not going to be in a terrible movie to prove it. Correct. Bingo. Yeah. And that's that's a real skill in Hollywood. Jace. Got a nominee? Okay. Uh, my nominee is the uh, Hollywood Foreign Press for their uh, Golden Globe nominees. Uh, that was pretty much okay. just like, hey, we, we, we could watch some more movies that don't just serve a certain demographic, but we're going to go in a different direction. I'm sure ratings will be out this year. No, they're not like that. So that's all there, my dummy of the week. Cool. Chief, you got one? Uh, I got a... It hurts me to death to say this. But if Candace Patton really cheated with J.R. Smith... Yeah, boy. That breaks my heart. That don't break nothing. No, I expect it. She's never had a public relationship, and people have made note of that. And I'm like, see, back in... See, so my single-man radar still works every now and then. And I can sniff out the fact that she likes married dudes. There are too many little clues like that. And I'm like, <laughs> things like that? He goes after married dude. Nah, man. You're like, ah, I don't even need to float this dude around. I, I used to know this chick that was just like, I don't do boyfriends. But I never really got that because I was, you know, young and naive until later. And I was just like, she kind of dropped a hit. And I was like, oh, oh. She's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. And then I started seeing pat- the same pattern. I'm like, yo, okay, that's the type that, that these married dudes are attached dudes. So I believe it. That's it. Is she quiet about it, too? She's like, yeah, I did it. But she's quiet about it. <laughs> totally believe it. <laughs> hey, Chief, I'm with you, though, man. <laughs> that hurts. I heard nothing. Wait, wait, wait a minute. I'm just trying to figure out. She was mad about, you know, uh, Robin Thicke cheating on her for, you know, why they were married. Nah, man. Flash. Wrong, 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 Patton. Not Paula. Patton. 
Oh. Flash. Oh, yeah, I, I agree with you. Oh, what? <laughs> I'm like, look, I already knew this was going to happen. Your Ringdar de- detected it? Everything detected. I'm sitting here like, look, <laughs> that's somebody I need to stay away from. Didn't a couple of y'all uh, wonderful comic reviewers did not, who didn't call me when she was in D.C., you and another person who shall be nameless? I trust you, me, very sincerely, sir. I would not be on this podcast doing this show with you right now if I was in attendance. Okay. Because apparently I fit the cat- the qualifications. So, yeah. Hey, you don't have enough tattoos. Them's jokes. Just jokes. Just kidding. Only playing a role for the episode. <laughs> it's a bit. <laughs> But seriously though, no, no, yeah, I, I, w- I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't. Do. Right, exactly. I mean, I'm just, just saying, geez, you know. Hey, good luck with your podcast, so I'm gonna um, in LA. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta work on something. I gotta get Kit Flash's hair straight. Right. <laughs> As your brother, ultra sheen in the kid's head, so they don't have to keep permanent. Candice, I love and, you. Uh, <laughs> the um. They all up. Uh, oh wait, what's that costume made of latex? No. Wait. Okay, so my nominee for Dummy of the Week is <laughs> everyone's, you know, like fifty percent of Star Wars fans' favorite punching bag, Ryan Johnson, because my man. I don't know why he let this interview come out at this time. <laughs> Maybe he feels some measure of vindication with his fifty-seven percent. Rotten Tomatoes rating, but he has a comment that pandering to fans is a mistake, and I put him down as my dummy of the week because I'm going to go into a little bit more about his um, quote here. He goes, I think approaching any creative process with making fandoms happy would be a mistake that would lead to probably the exact opposite result, to which I direct his attention to the number one highest grossing film of all time, Avengers Endgame, which did... I mean, which was basically created, put together with the explicit goal of making the audiences who had invested all this time, over 21 films, happy. So it is possible to please fandom. And you can make them happy. You cannot have them reaching for their uh, Walmart tiki torches. And you can actually have them happy. And it's, I feel like too many filmmakers try to go, yeah, well, I'm not going to deal with this because I'm not trying to deal with fickle fan bases. But I feel like, yeah, the prequels got some hate. I feel like not too many people hit on sure. shit. But it's like, hey, you know, you can do something that make makes long-term, well-engaged fans of something happy. Um, I think maybe you look at DC films pre-Wonder Woman. A big thing was the fandom was like, yo, this is not my characters. What are y'all doing? Why are you doing this with characters that I love? And, if, you know, you have to deal with that backlash if you're going to do something different. Ryan Johnson experienced the same thing Zack Snyder did. Oh, shoot. I didn't make, I didn't make Lex Luthor a towering, for a regular guy, booming guy. Made him a 2017 millennial brat who would be the antithesis of a Superman if Superman the comic was made today. So, yeah, 
that's going to ruffle some feathers because that's not what people want. But as Avengers showed us, you can actually do something that makes people and fans happy. They'll pay to see it several times. And they will be engaged and give you all the money. So just, that's why you're my dummy of the week, Ryan. I know you're listening, and I, I wanted to explain in detail why I was saying that. Because I think you're a good, great director. Love Knives Out. Spoiler, that's going to be on my list uh, and in my top ten for next week's breakdown. So yeah, that's everything. So fellas, I'm about to go look into um, Instagram to see where certain people are going to be. I don't think that's a good idea, Jeffrey. Oh, right. I'm going to go see Revenge. No, I'm going to go see Rise of Skywalker tomorrow. That sounds like a better idea. No, I don't think that's a good idea. Hmm. Looks like I'm flesh out of ideas. Oh, well, I tried. Fellas, thank you as always for joining me on this one. Um, Thank y'all out there for listening. This episode of Lyle's Movie Files has been filed.